episode of House of Decline, the podcast, uh, which originated before the comic series, but it, that doesn't matter. At any rate, uh, today I wanted to have on a wonderful author of comics. Uh, I read her book, The Pervert, recently after hearing a lot of good things. I posted about it. And when I posted about it, huge swath of people saying, yes, this book changed my freaking life. Um, it's, uh, really good. I can't recommend it enough. I'm rarely this effusive over, uh, over stuff, but I've, this to me is a, like, you gotta read, you gotta read this thing. And I'm so happy to have Michelle Perez here today. Uh, how are you doing, Michelle? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Uh, thanks for the, thanks for the (laughs) very, very nice intro. It's weird. This is, this is not, uh, hmm. So I was really fucked up when I was doing my podcast in the past, but yeah, it's weird being on the other side of this, outside of the original, the pervert podcast cycle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I I read a lot of the responses, and I did not expect uh, the industry conversation half of it to go in the direction it did. But <laughs> it was interesting at the very least. Oh yeah, because I uh, uh, Beanie Tuesday made a comment about how memoir is very good, and then that became a whole discourse unto itself. Uh, how the comics medium is uniquely suited towards memoir because the Beanie phrased it in a way that people took uncharitably. I agreed with uh, with this point, uh, but um, oh yeah, um, it's it's important to know. Like, I don't think we're like the first uh, like narrative that kind of has this realist tone mm-hmm. uh, but i think for what we did we were very much alone in the terms with which we set and how this story was told mm-hmm. that uh like the response it got was very strong but also had this weird mimetic quality that i i don't think either of us could have expected to like see like initially let Mm -hmm. alone it having this big like years-long afterlife of like it it kind of has this quality of i knew something was fucking weird not necessarily bad but weird like uh there's tendencies Mm -hmm. as, as the the fandom of for this is which is like one pre transition people that then are like well, here we go. Or <laughs> the other one is like, I had this at my house. The person read it beginning to end in front of me. Mm-hmm. I experienced it firsthand once. Uh, someone had a copy of my book, read it in front of me, started sobbing uncontrollably. It was like, like this, I like this book. And I was like, cool but what do i do beside myself afterwards like Uh, not not that it's bad but it's like uh people people i think oftentimes trans people can feel like it's like any port in a storm and the storm is constant so to have like a big box thing articulate uh a a way too personal style uh storytelling approach mm-hmm. uh, i think it's like our our main x factor like 
Everyone from cis people to trans people, first, middle, and last words they usually use are crying. (laughs) It's intense. Well, yeah. Well, because many bad things happen to Felina uh, slash Pedro in the book. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, it's it's more than that because I think it what it conveys is this um, way that you exist and there are ups and downs, but there's this sort of like neutral tone. Like the tone of the book is very much about the tension between depersonalization and trying to find your idealized self, which is mm-hmm. this sort of, uh, and, and sort of the book goes back and forth with having this um, almost detached anhedonic view that is inherent to uh, Remy's melancholic uh, dog girl characters. Uh, but um also, you know, the striving to have that sense of truer intimacy, even breaking between this sort of flowy, watery watercolors world into something more concrete, into something more innate and integral to one's character. And I thought that's that's sort of like, well, that's everyone now, isn't it? Like everyone feels depersonalized because of the fucking everything, right? And everyone's uh, yeah. struggling with that. I mean, and I think... I think the quality uh, is is something that not to peel the onion back like too much. Uh, a artist I'm I'm not going to quite name yet, so that it's a surprise, mm-hmm. and we have more of it. The new thing is in pre-production. Uh, I kind of have to talk to people I was going to do with a previous follow-up and like apologize profusely to them, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> I mean, I'd, we, I can get into that later, but like, uh, one of the things is when they were reading my outline, they were like, it's really weird how neutral this is. Um, mm. but like for an audience, uh, to, for my work to work, it has to, uh, be in concert with the artist and we have to also like have an idea of how someone will feel this is different than like what people consider hack which is writing for expectation like like what i want to evoke and have someone respond to probably Mm -hmm. so so i think uh a, a core strength of my ability as a writer and Remy's ability as an artist is uh, being okay with saying to the audience in so many terms, like, we're trying to, like, hurt you, like, you specifically, <laughs> like, and not it, towards some abusive end, but yeah. uh, it, it's it's so that we're we're both on the same page as to what outcome we want yeah. and... One of the things that like I did, they're always like, don't watch the, the videos, the reviews, like all of the, the negative, like right wing uh, asshole people yeah, uh, that would do like weird videos in response or like decrying the book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a specific moment near the end uh, that the same response was universal left to write to mm-hmm. uh, maybe the critics that fell somewhere in the middle where where 
they all felt the same. They all were saying like, this is the worst I've, I've felt in a long time. I, I felt like shit the rest of the day after reading that specific point. You and I have talked about like that a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, outside of this, but like, uh, like that's the goal. Like I, I don't, I don't write for like, I don't write to, to, to just in group signal to my people. It's like, yeah. I, I want this to be a, a thing people, uh, don't feel they've been cheated out of. And so that means like, I have to deliver them something and for my desires with that kind of storytelling, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't make you assume a first person of someone like drunk lying on the floor and at a incredibly low point or like just like the first person of having been sexually assaulted mm -hmm. what i can do is uh like like that scene mm -hmm. uh make you do the heavy lifting mm -hmm. make you imagine what's happening and it will be 10 times worse than anything i could ever ask remy to draw yeah. uh that's that's just because i love film that's that's uh that's that's scarface that's the that's the chainsaw in the bathroom well that's i mean i think that's another real strength and i was i was talking about uh talking about this with you pre-show is the way that it's laid out is almost very storyboard like like mm -hmm. to me there's like a spectrum of of how to lay out comics which is from like comic-y where there's a lot of bleed from one panel to another and like the panels are indistinct or they're like usually rendered in like geographically interesting ways. And then filmy where it's much more storyboardy. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's got that storyboard like, well, and I, I absolutely gravitate towards the filmic you know, style of doing it because to me that it just, um, it makes a lot of, I, I mean, in terms of what you're trying to convey with memory and, you know, the quality of it. Um, I think that, um, yeah, there's something about only having like an image associated with a very short line of text that is much better at conveying that sort of detached or neutral quality. Or like when I think about a memory in my head, it is usually an image and text, you know, or something that resembles a comic or a storyboard, but not something with too much text where it's like Marvel text bubbles, but rather uh, this snapshot this sort of and sort of indistinct snapshot in the way that Remy's watercolors evoke. Oh but yeah, also, a lot of yeah. a lot of that is 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 uh, due to a lot of notes uh, from Remy. Like chief among them was like you can't like you've really got to rein in being text heavy, and if we will be text heavy, we have to talk out why that's happening. Yeah, uh, like don't don't press like twenty five words in a bubble yeah. like. And so that made my goal to think of what I really enjoyed about comic strips and how to communicate a com complicated feeling, but like not be as schmaltzy as say like the comic strips that, uh, what is it like Doonesbury or something? It's, <laughs> it's funny to hear Doonesbury described as schmaltzy, but I well, well, whatever their whole fucking deal is, yeah. like, like the idea is, it makes things simpler in my mind because I can, I can apply like the framework of jokes mm -hmm. to like shit that jokes do not apply to at all, but there is still the beats that lead to punchline outcome. Like even near the end, that's that's like there. 
Like yeah. Remy puts a sign up that says quit. Uh, will that be all, sir? God, I hope so. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, cause that's, it's, that's reality. There's, I mean, the work is about, uh, there are some works that are about transporting you to what should be. And mm -hmm. there's, but I always prefer the art that tells you what is, you know, mm -hmm. art that is about acquainting you more with reality than trying to allow you to descend into fantasy. And that's what I love about the tension between using specifically a furry artist, but a furry artist, cause furry art is a lot of it I see is, you know, it's very, this sort of vector graphics deviant art, very idealized. Everyone's joyful, usually in some sort of state of uh, 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 carnal pleasure or something like that. And mm -hmm. but what's interesting about Remy's art is that his characters have this, uh, their characters have this idealized form, um, but um, they're um, they're sad. They're there's they still have problems. They got it. They're not. They have this thing that you aspire to, but it's still like you're still detached, you know? And I mean, that's, yeah. mm -hmm. the, 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 the scenes we kind of came from where I, I, I did like a lot of erotic writing and stuff like in, in small spaces. And also like, uh, I had like a, a weird side gig when this was possible to do. I was just like, a lot of people are very shitty at writing dirty letters to their partners. <laughs> However, I've been really good at this and I have a great batting average and like people would pay me to do that and a lot of satisfied customers you had because, joaquin phoenix's job from her that's not exactly his job but it's <laughs> uh well it's and it wasn't like a job it was like 15 dollars uh uh eight dollars this is all i can do okay here's how much i can write <laughs> but it's eight dollars that's, that's, um, that's a wild job. <laughs> that's a wild thing to do yeah and like 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 remy's art was it broke through for me because if you look at a lot of like their earlier art of uh, the stuff that we can have access to now like via uh their like itch.io pack where it's like a bunch mm -hmm. of that stuff it it drew uh from the the gay experience of like certain types of furry art that hit way harder than aspirational style visuals which yeah. was like like death drive shit where it's like yeah. wanting to be destroyed, wanting to be, I don't know, eaten, being besieged by Lovecraftian stuff and very cute characters that are about to get fucked up in the worst way. Like, yeah. like in this applies to like hero art, like let's say guru manga, etc. Oh, yeah. like Shintaro Kago. Yeah. Shintaro Kago. Uh, like, like so many people basically, juiced that guy in the West, like, because of how striking the images were and mm -hmm. what it reflected, uh, like then. And it like really struck a chord with people and you'd start seeing more artists and stuff and like stuff that was considered really taboo mm -hmm. or whatever. So like, that was a lot of, of this stuff, like, that would come up in conversations. I'm not, I'm not going to name specific stuff, but like there was a really, 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 really insane comic, uh, mm -hmm. that is called the processing of Samantha Smith. I saw it once in person, mm -hmm. like, like, uh, is like it one a long of those time... you, you wish you hadn't seen that comics like R crumbs, Joe blow or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm not going to talk about like, 
how I found it. It's not illegal to look at this, but it's like, it's like, don't look at it. You don't one of to. the harshest, <laughs> one of the harshest things. It's, it's like forced feminization, someone being skinned and flayed alive, martyrs style, yeah. and then having a different type of body affixed to the body. And it's also furry characters and there's incest and it's insane. You, you feel like you're in hell, yeah. but also that, that sensation can't be replicated in things that aren't like that. Yeah. Um, so like, like we, we, I don't know if we like would, would cite that specifically, but I would say like, like the tone, the, 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 a sort of death drive mm -hmm. stuff like around then that was that was the uncommunicated language that many were literate in if you wanted to do something transgressive within those scenes that's why yeah. people whined about call out culture which would become cancel culture or whatever mm -hmm. like 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 a lot of a lot of arguments would center around that stuff mm -hmm. and for for our work like i don't think we 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 directly draw upon the legacy but d definitely drew upon the mentality of trying to be against the grain within our own scenes without being like hostile against uh people that were put off by like a deluge of imagery around or, or imagery surrounding abuse or whatever this yeah. was this was like this was like how it was at the time, like, mm -hmm. like furry, furry stuff. I'm the outside looking in, like, mm -hmm. but I, I want to give like, uh, like, like some amount of like props to, to the, the tensions in that scene that informed where people were coming from. It's, oh, yeah. it, it's crazy stuff. And it's like, that's like dead uh in in terms of where it was like yeah if you try to do that now the terms are way different now oh it's yeah crazy it's yeah i mean the whole it evolves so rapidly um and i what i what i i, I once got into a thing i posted a furry comic it was it, it wasn't a, it was about furries it's a dog he got it's he's at a furry convention and it's a dog underneath people and he says i can't keep living this lie and uh <laughs> then i made some sort of con for some reason blue sky i don't know what's going on with blue sky but it's all furries there i guess early technology adopters not hounded by weirdos on twitter or whatever so, oh yeah um, it's crazy, but so like, and then I did some sort of statement because sometimes I like to do commentary in comics and I say, I, I always found for is interesting. Cause it's like this really concrete way of, of giving yourself like pause from existential nightmarishness. Like I said something to the extent of you put on a dog suit and suddenly you can just exist. Right. Mm -hmm. And there were a bunch of furries that agreed with me, but I found out I had accidentally stumbled on this major political furry issue, which was like, do fur suits make you more of a furry or not? Is like, cause only the rich people can, only the rich furries can afford the good fursuit. So it's like, I had stumbled upon this whole class issue with furry and other people were just like, uh, you're reading too much into it. I'm just, I just like the yiffing or whatever. They were thinking of me as pretentious. So all of these tensions that I hadn't even considered because yeah. I had just been on the outside of this community. Oh yeah. Like, I, I I learn more and more. If I had to guess, how I I how I think it happened is it's an offshoot of like 
old-timey, like, zine-slash-comics with an X or whatever mm -hmm. scenes in the past where anthropomorphic characters would be stand-ins for, uh, uh, you know, your, your regular-ass people, and it would make the, the, the weird in of trying to do, like, sexy comics, but not have it be a Tijuana Bible. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's yeah. a depiction like that, well, then, then you have something like Omaha the Cat Dancer. We, yeah. we kind of reference in the book, but, like, uh, then as time would go on, like, I, gun to my head, I could not tell you the point of origin of the first fursuit, but I, I can say, like, anthropomorphic characters and then having a an aspirational or like avatar of the self quality uh i think it precedes fursuits but oh, yeah, it's they, they became like in lockstep after that and hmm. like a lot of people that have like multiple commissions for stuff uh oftentimes are people that like work within that ecosystem uh not to get too in the weeds, there's this, there's this mutual I've had for a long time. We're married. We're very genial in conversation. We don't know a lot about one another, but like, uh, they, they are a partial fur suitor. They are like someone that wears those big prosthetic breasts that sure. are flesh tone matched. Sure. And they are like a a big fucking com art commission like fucking pay pig basically like oh, the wow. top of the line like porn artists to maybe a cgi rendering of their character or something getting busted down sure. to like you know individual granular bits but, um, <laughs> yeah like like the ecosystem i i think is is mainly like suit is like middle class to upper middle class mm -hmm. and think of how much a car costs right yeah. or a used car my value judgment like uh would be like i would get a car first or whatever but mm -hmm. someone spends x amount of money on like a high-end gaming pc yeah or you know they have a fursuit that can have a shirt go over it and they got like a set of dog titties or something that like go down in rows yeah you're doing your conspicuous like consumption. Deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your dog titty conspicuous Like, consumption. as crazy as it sounds, like, my dad's a hunter. Yeah. I easily think he spent fursuit-level money on bow and arrow and <laughs> guns and ammunition and tree stands and yeah. your hunting blinds. Well, it, yeah. And he's skinning them, so he's doing it the old-fashioned way. He's fursuiting mm. the old-fashioned way. Um, and, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, sorry. Actually, uh, Tracy, I... Omaha the Cat Dancer, because I'm not Captain Furry Artist, but I've read a bunch of Omaha the Cat Dancer because it's for the same reason it appealed to me. Uh, these are cute characters who are doing like sexy stuff, but they have fucking problems, you know? They yeah. Have, like, bills and shit like, and to me, so there's this like, and why I love the pervert because it represents, uh, it feels like it's epochal in that mm -hmm. it, it, it represents a significant evolution of something that I would trace directly to Crazy Cat almost. Because that's what I, Remy's art to me very much recalls George Harriman's art, and especially the innocent 
quality, the innocent but sort of anhedonic quality as well of these of these characters in Coconino County, where it's just mm-hmm. atmosphere, you know, just like just with as few lines or as little conveyance as possible, you convey this vast open space, which is what Remy uh, does with uh, their depictions of Seattle and Michigan in mm-hmm. book. Um, but also, if I was talking about the next step in like funny animals with real problems. It's probably mm-hmm. Walt Kelly's Pogo, right? Uh, uh I'm not a Pogo. Gonna head. be real. Gonna be real with you. That that one went over my head. But again, like I make no bones about the fact that, like I, there, I know of a lot of the stuff, but I don't know like the found. I don't know the foundational texts. I mean, Pogo's okay. It's really like text heavy, and they're always doing like jargon or stuff. But then the next one is before mm-hmm. Omaha the Cat Dancer, the next revelation in this sort of like, oh, for some reason these funny animals make, like with real problems, they make it more real than real is Fritz the Cat, right? Yeah. But the problem that... is Fritz the Cat hates its characters, so it's not mm-hmm. very emotionally enjoyable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think like, yeah, the, that, that kind of draws off of like wanting to use X amount of analogs or whatever as a stand-in for in like we had the benefit of i i do not want to say colorblind or race blind or whatever but mm-hmm. uh, in specific named terms like we left stuff open ended mm-hmm. versus like fritz the cat where it's like it's pretty fucking clear who the crows are supposed to be in fritz yeah. the cat jesus christ man it was the style at the time yeah uh, <laughs> Ooh. Oh my God. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's also filled with the standard like R. Crumb. I mean, I love R. Crumb, but uh, he's he got a lot of anger in him. Uh, I, he's not just yes. that. He evolved over the years, but it has that distinct like, I, I fuck the world, I hate the world, that, that really. But Omaha the Cat Dancer, it loves its characters and wants mm-hmm. its characters to live a good life. I mean, that yeah. is sort of like the also the tension in the book there is like, I feel like sometimes lots of queer people deal with the the world sort of not being made for them in a different ways but i find that one way you sort of do it is by believing that you know you have so much love in you and you, mm-hmm. you feel excluded and you have you you feel other people's sense of exclusion and you desperately don't want other people to feel this way mm-hmm. and so you sort of cultivate this ability to do. And I feel like through sex work, sometimes you, you end up developing this ability so much, you know, yeah. that you become good enough at it for it to be a job. Cause you know, that's a lot of it too, is just sublimating the emotional problems that these people have and allowing them to project themselves onto you. You know, oh, yeah. is there any truth to that? I think, I think for me through survival sex work, uh, my relationship to it was different uh, I think some of my premises, I'm not like a, what do you call it? Like they say swerf or whatever, but I think of any type of work with a, like a critical eye and it's like for trans people and, you know, black trans people, uh, like people that get put, put into a box and uh, have to make a lot of value judgments that aren't really entirely their own. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I think of my own experiences and like, like not having a lot of choice and how things went down, but also like 
thinking of what I did have control over and like being able to name that and be literate in that and do the thing that is explicitly like against my values or whatever, it, it can fuck with you. Um, I think, I think for, for a lot of people, a lot of the fans were also like kind of people in that boat and like the, the thing, uh, the character Weed Trap mm-hmm. uh, is is a, a stand-in for a specific unnamed person, mm-hmm. uh, but so they're they they're a, uh, she's a cam girl uh, is a trans cam girl, and her relationship to stuff is different than what I was doing full service mm-hmm. sex work, which is flesh and blood intimate interaction, mm-hmm. uh, but she's drained in different ways. And so her manner of speech and sort of aloof nature, uh, and her relationship to, to, um, Felina is coming at it from a different end, but like, you still have to eat, you still have to live and like be alive. So like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not going to get better, but like you, you have to go forward, uh, like versus you know, you everyone knows what else the alternative is, and it's like uh, staying in it. You'll be able to make more and different value judgments, and and you know, for me, it was in in real life, it was getting out of the game, and uh, some years later, like cleaning up my act like mm-hmm. in significant substantive ways in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for like others, it can be like, I don't know, gradually working down to like safer things. And um, like our, our, our kind of worldview is that we're uh, like, you know, on, on the side of people that don't have a choice mm-hmm. uh, and like communicating that without pretending people are made of glass and, and patronizing them. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's that's one of the reasons why people latch on to this book so much is because there's a lot of, for lack of a better term, hug boxy media out there um, mm-hmm. that feels like you're sort of being condescended to. Where mm-hmm. um, And I think this book, because the other thing too is that Sometimes with memoirs or autobio where a bunch of fucked up stuff happens, I, I, victim's hood is the wrong word, but you get a sense like there, there is this sort of, I don't know, self-aggrandizing quality to it where it's yeah. like, I think avoiding that, like this book so deftly avoids that, which is why it's so universally relatable as well. And um, yeah. the other thing that I think makes it universally relatable, like even if you've never done sex work or never even been close to it, it's just about living under the thumb of class. You know, mm-hmm. it's just about navigating class. And I mean, that's the other revelation in Fritz, the cat, they're all fucking poor, but it's the seventies in New York. So they can all afford dirt cheap apartments. So, and mm-hmm. in Omaha, the cat dancer, they're always fucking complaining about bills to pay. They've always got money. And it, and that's the fundamental driver of everything in the pervert is money. That's yeah. like at the root cause of everything is just this, the need to, simply exist as a person in this terrible capitalist system. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. I, a lot of the reviews I'd read oftentimes centered on it uh, being viewed as a romance. Uh, I, I, I think you can get in a bad play place. If you like specifically name what it is to you 
But mm. what I would say is to someone, I would like ask questions like, what were the things you 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 saw Felina and or and Pedro like early on mm-hmm. prior to transition and even during transition like like why why were there why were why did we see so many instances of Pedro at, at, at specific jobs like mm-hmm. I, I would ask like anyone reading it to like kind of kind of think about like like it like I was asked uh for like the summary process and stuff because it would go through press releases and it would go through like uh who we would do interviews with mm-hmm. and you'd have to like sum it up and like i i think the sentence i used was like 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 what work uh what you put into your work and then what you can't get back from your work mm-hmm. you can't get back time uh you can't you can't get back like uh a sensibility you had before the job yeah um and like in the case of like uh selena there there's a you know it's as close as one to one i can think of where i i sort of had this idealized sense of self and like like the girl like the 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 outline of like that, like sublimating, like what I would have imagined the past to be mm-hmm. like those, those places you shouldn't stay, but I would be a fucking liar if I said that didn't exist. Oh yeah. Um, and it is like, yeah, no, basically, uh, I'm, I'm mainly doing this as, as Pedro, but the thing is like life still moves forward. So at some point these fuckers are going to eat that um and and like making your peace with that without just destroying yourself it it can warp your brain and um retaining your sense of individuality yeah uh it can get very skewed you can become very cynical uh yeah. you can shut yourself off from people or in my case i could be like very conflict oriented with people but like a greater understanding satori or whatever as they call it like um is is sort of is sort of resolving the problem of that that's not like a that's not like a real thing that's a that's a that is the idealized self um and like that to me like you're throughout life like surviving everything is a weapon like mm-hmm. like everything um the the key is like there is helplessness yeah uh but like what i'm at war at with like in my life and like for people i care about is like learned helplessness yeah like beating yourself down yeah. fucking yourself up i I've been complacent and I've, I've been at that place for a long time. And like, uh, I left to live in the mountains for like years. People thought I was <laughs> dead. Um, you left after this book because of, uh, just imagine the immense, not just the media, got- not just the media cycles, but yeah. also there were a lot of deeply distressed people, um, who would reach out or who would talk about it and kind of made a point to like 
say everything that couldn't happen, the ways in which they were a coward, the ways in which nothing would ever go right. And this was a thing that they could stare at in the distance. Um, it hit very hard for me because, again, I thought of that image, like mm-hmm. what could have been who she was. And it's like, that's, it's not real. Like, like I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I, it's taken work. Uh, and, and it's, yeah, it's, it, it's been a lot, but like, that's at the end of the day, that's like ultimately something that is not unique to trans people. Self-actualization. No, no. It's, it's everyone. We don't have a monopoly on that. Now no. there's a lot of policy that, would stay to the otherwise, but like that's that's the thing. Like, uh, like no one's going to hurt you. Well, I guess with the exception of weapons, like as badly as you can hurt you. Yeah. So it's like uh, it it took a lot out of me, but I'm I'm kind of far away from it enough now to be able to like legibly see what it is and isn't, and like I I can't control that, but I you know hopefully yeah. through the work and through like meaningful boundaries i can i can i can have an individual effect on people in my life and hopefully they pass that on to other people and hopefully best case scenario like someone sees the book and and they're like okay the only one on my team is me so like we have to take care of the team yeah. Well, I mean, that's sort of what's, I mean, I hopeful is maybe a strong word for, for the, I mean, it is hopeful because obviously you're still alive and you're thriving and you're here. And, uh, but that's the thing about Felina. She fights, she, yeah. she fights all throughout the book. She doesn't, she gets down, but, uh, she doesn't give up. And, yeah. uh, that's sort of what's inspired. And it's just, and it's not in this triumphant way. It's just mm-hmm. that you just got to You got to keep going. Cause what's the alternative fucking non-existence. Nah, fuck that. Yeah. There's, there's at least a goal, you know, yeah. even though things don't go as right as you want them to, they, they happen and they're part of your life and they form the tapestry of uh, who you become eventually. And yeah. you come to terms with you being. Yeah. It's it. There, there, there's always this like thing of like, what if, especially with like older trans people or whatever, like I think, yeah, like people are always uh, really down, but then you see all of these these people that have lived to old age. My my favorite thing I've learned about recently after having worked in elder care is there's this place in Baltimore mm-hmm. where it's just an old folks home. Uh, I, I don't know if they have a memory care wing, but it's basically like assisted living. And it's for like trans people in their 70s, their 80s, uh, and like the prevailing wisdom is that doesn't happen, but like right now there's like more trans people than there have ever sort of been in history. And like, that's, that's the thing. Like it's, it's about, uh, it's about just keeping, keeping at it as anyone else would. And, um, really orienting your life around, you know, your bonds and, and what keeps you going. Uh, and as anyone else would, 
uh, we I think people can kind of get in their own heads because of all of the, um, you know, negative things that are happening uh, out in the world. And that's obviously awful, but like it will continue like the 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 people that like live to old age uh i wouldn't valorize it like i've i've known i think i've had like uh a a lot of people i've lost and like lost someone recently Mm -hmm. and it's it's you know this was not a helpless person uh but i mean circumstance and how bad things were going uh it, it was out of their control like i i don't yeah. condemn it i i don't even get angry about it i become profoundly sad yeah thinking about all that all all the things that could have been but like it it makes me think and really think about the relationships i have in my life and they're not all going to be perfect there will be fallouts, there will be conflicts, but ultimately, like, I, I, I have to keep going and I, I want the people around me to keep going. And like, that's, that's all there really is. Like, I, I, I had a very fatalistic view of things and, you know, God, it was like in my uh, mid to late twenties, like working this book out and stuff. I'm 35 now. Like this is what what was that anecdote? Like th- this is the average lifespan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that I think that anecdote has like slightly been debunked. But it's like being here now, and it's like I. I'm like feeling my organs. Okay, nothing's <laughs> failing. No yeah. one has murdered me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to be 40. I want to be 50. I want to, I want to do all these things. I want, yeah. I, the old is a gift. It's more life. The most yeah. precious thing there is. And yeah, no, more no. life lies the potential for more wonderful things to happen, even though bad yes. things might happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's largely, it's largely, you know, it, it would be a really weird, uh, it would be a weird, really weird thing to like, I don't know, always expect death around the corner. I think you have to like take your own safety into account, like in a different way than say cis people. But beyond that, like, um, there is strength in numbers. And I, I really do truly believe that like in the end, like we'll win. It's, it's going to look different than we imagine it, but it's, 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 uh, it's it's cynical to imagine people take everything lying down. I yeah. I used to think that would be the case. I do believe like Americans are oftentimes good Germans, but <laughs> um, fucking at the same time, I've I've met and loved and known a lot of people that like operated uh, against their own self interest and safety, like in the service of a better tomorrow and like people that aren't here anymore. Mm-hmm. And like that, that keeps me going. It's, it's nuts, but like that, that's I mean, all you have. Recently we got a very stark example with that fella setting himself on fire for Palestine, you know? Ooh, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, I, whew, yeah. I didn't, I didn't weigh, uh, there were a whole bunch of discourse, but I, 
I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna even going to use the word hero, but honor. Yeah, I'll use the word. Oh, honor. yeah, no, that's, I, you know, it, it is cliche. It seems, it seems, it seems like it ticks all the boxes for heroic. Uh, yeah. Oh man. I mean, yeah. hero is such a loaded word, but I will use honor because I feel, I mean, that to me is what it represents. And if I were to say that there, if there is a, it, it, this is my most conservative coded opinion, which is like, there's a crisis of honor in society. People are not mm -hmm. as honorable as they used to be. There is not a, I mean, but I, I just see this, this fundamental lack of word, you know, this fundamental lack of living up to your word. It's like in the, like that destiny fella, you know, or like, uh, <laughs> The, the, or just this lack of obsession with being consistent or having any sort of moral backbone, thinking that is actually a weakness, which is also sort of the heart of liberalism as well, to just conform to any shape, you know? Yeah, um, there's 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 uh, there's an interview. I think Louis Thoreau is interviewing Chelsea Manning, and there's like three characters: him, her. The phenomenon we know is autism, yeah. um, and <laughs> like she sort of despairs, or at the very least, is sort of kind of detached and has a nonplussed sort of tone where uh, she's done all of this. People put all of these um, like hero worship things into her and tell her how principled she is mm -hmm. and what she means to them and mm -hmm. and you know, uh she refers to what she's done as like sort of an anomaly uh i uh, like like her view was like maybe maybe she was naive or something but she thought like more people would move forward more more principled actions would happen and they mm -hmm. didn't and the, the other thing is like the people that were originally in her corner or like worked in service of that project, I think is the uncommunicated thing. Mm -hmm. uh, she she would come out swinging against Glenn Greenwald at some point, who is like the, <laughs> the contact in the intercept where like like all of that shit went down. Yeah. And, and basically all of those people are like IDW guys or like Peter Thiel bankroll guys now. Yeah. Um, so like when she says she's like like alone in action uh yeah. i think where she comes from it on that front is like having been through that door but also it's like from the worldview of someone that experienced that stuff like like i wouldn't tell her she was wrong for how she felt or whatever mm -hmm. i i don't know her i, I mean like in the royal sense but like i think i think it it can look different and it it doesn't necessarily look like doing it on that scale or in this case like another former like another service member mm -hmm. like a currently serving service member Aaron I, would, Aaron I didn't say his name i should say yeah Aaron uh he 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 kind of like the biggest counter messaging uh with that was that uh that liberal safetyism argument yeah which again argues against putting yourself in peril for some sort of greater good 
not living to see the future you'd want to live in. Yeah. Um, so like he, he did put up in like, like the mimetic quality grew far beyond him. Mm -hmm. And the thing is he was more savvy in this than people thought because they're repeating his messaging to conclusion, like mm -hmm. on CNN, while trying to refute the action, uh, it it speaks to uh, him collating and recording things the way he did, and like his opsec decisions, yeah. and like he knew how it worked and decided to do that anyway. I mm -hmm. obviously it's very sad he passed, but uh, like. I, uh, that's, that's, you know, anyone like saying one of the bravest things you can do. Like, yeah, well, not to, I mean, it just also shows that your side has far more conviction than the other side. You have honor. The other mm -hmm. side doesn't, you have something that they can't buy or bomb their way into because when you have the true power, you can be a lying, cheating, fucking weasel. You can, yeah. you can be a, like a rapist, like all the IDF soldiers are. You yeah. can't be a lingerie and, you know, a uh, fucking strap it to the tanks and stuff like yeah. they're, they're pigs and shit. Yeah. They, they do for, Fortnite dances while blowing up city blocks like yeah. all that shit isn't all that shit isn't necessarily evacuated like he's he's fucking dabbing or whatever and yeah. there could be people in those buildings it's several city blocks yeah and childish cackling bullyish fucking nazis and yeah, on the other insane. side you have a fucking adult who yeah sets himself on fire yeah, it's like the the more the more the more centered. I mean, yeah, but I mean the 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 actions like reflect the times yeah. uh, that person is in that point in time, like, and people people do the safetyism thing because actual actual like put my body on the line a activism uh, has to be like coherent enough to communicate the message, but on some level human enough to the point where it can have a level of incoherence. Uh, a great thing I, I, I think of when I think of this is the uh, hunger striker Bobby Sands mm -hmm. and like those Tehran restaurants called Bobby Sands Burger. Yeah. Now this man died of not eating. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like it, it's, it's, it runs contrary to like a lot of safetyism premises and a lot of weird uh, identity-based like argumentation where it's like, uh, you know, there is a right way and a, a wrong way. And I think this often happens with uh, black communities, Irish communities sure. uh, that stand in solidarity with Palestine because it's like, well, you don't live there and, it, and uh, you know, you're trying to apply your issues of like, uh, like black issues in America and, and, and the, the IRA like troubles and, and all of that onward and Thatcherism uh, to, to a country with, with, different, with different core uh, premises. But the thing is, you look at people in Palestine that actually like hold up signs. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 
in solidarity with those people. They did it during Ferguson. They did it during George Floyd to like everyone that said in solidarity, like what's the tweet? Like uh, all men are brothers. Like, like that's the, that's the, the crazy saying like you, you can do your, your think piece uh, dance, but ultimately at, at your core, like, uh, one of the first images I saw like a few days afterwards was like Palestinian guys like holding up like like printed images of Aaron Bushnell and like yeah. the, like that's the thing we, we it worked it, it, it worked. worked like it totally worked what yeah. are you talking I, that's why I hate these assholes oh he died in vain no he didn't I, this yeah, was a big shot in the like if you if you have to read no Arab news or go to no Arab sources in order to believe that this was a failure in any way and yeah no the the thing is like and you he he was literate enough in American media to like understand how Hasbro works and like make these people make these safetyist premises and uh they have to like they have to square the circle of like like saying that about him but also like that's 25,000 of a fucking kid shot in the head or you know bombed it. <laughs> like like they 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 want to to take administration lines at face value but also have to read out and outline that and then say uh you know not a genocide it is a humanitarian crisis yeah so that that cuts that a human act cuts through inhumanity yeah and it's crazy uh, yeah i mean nothing more human than that Wow. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I'm, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, no, like, no, not, I, 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 would I necessarily encourage other people to self evaluate but, um, Oh yeah, no, I, I have view. I have very few, uh, uh, I don't know, psychological triggers. I would yeah. say I'm in a unique position of having wrote about and interviewed someone that did that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I don't want to get, I don't want to get too much into it because it's, it's, it doesn't feel great. But yeah. uh, a, a focus of my first like article as Michelle Perez was a since past person named Chloe Sagal. Yeah. Uh, she was like, she was like a target of a doxing campaign that precedes, you know, the, the era of organized doxing for a certain political aim and, we all know what that is. We all know what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, she had become homeless, and honestly, she was she was the friend of a of the person that uh, committed suicide uh, recently, yeah. uh, Ronnie. And like, she she was committed to a mental institution, was homeless after that first day of homelessness, made a statement about you know what had happened and beat for beat did that set herself on fire like gone uh damn like yeah it's it's it it makes it makes me want to be like cognizant of like how people take care of one another and like it, it gives me a lot of regret like right now i in my life, I've had like people that I'm, I've been on the outs with, and 
it doesn't feel great, but like, I, I can't, I can't like change that. And I can't put myself in the headspace, like world world's life's protagonist or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like what I can do with my time here is like, like, you know, really, really try to be a presence in people's lives, uh, and try to like move forward from that point. Like Chloe, in in the times that I did talk to her, uh, she she uh, should not be defined solely by her problems, but also like uh, like the work she did and like the people in Portland, or I should say, like the greater Oregon area that she lived in, like mm -hmm. uh, that that loved her and like still kept moving on and yeah. they were sad and like like th that's kind of that's kind of the thing it's not like a story or like an after school special it's like this 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 is real and like people uh get backed into that corner it's insane yeah like, well i think that's part of the book too. that's inherent to the book which is why people like it too because it's like there is a narrative arc. The narrative arc is Felina gets into sex work and then she gets out of it. But there's, it doesn't feel like there's, it, it feels more like a series of vignettes. Like the thing that really anchors it are like the three or so scenes with Tom, the, the composite character, the John with the heart of gold character. Yeah. And um, that sort of provides the, the tiniest bit of structure to it. But I like the fact that structure is eschewed in that sort of narrativistic three-act way in favor of something that feels sort of more uh, looser and disconnected because, ah, ah, how like life, how much more yeah. life, you know? Yeah, like, like uh, I would say, I would say that uh, Tom being a composite and uh, Tom and Edna relationship was like, mm -hmm. uh, you need to have push and pull for the tension to be effective. And so, sort of imagining the interior life of someone like that and why he arrived at the conclusions he did and like why he was weirdly warm and like uh is aware of mm -hmm. fel who felina is while yeah. pedro and uh trying to sort of sort of articulate core humanity for me i try to like find that through humor so like like Tom is very stupid. Yeah. He is Tom is very stupid, but he's emotionally mature, and yeah. that's like that, that. That's atypical of clients. Yeah. I, like there's a was lot of maladjusted people. Was that a people. type of client that was like that ever? Or? Uh, like like some people. Uh, it's very weird. Like like the, the conversation thing with Tom where mm -hmm. nothing happens, mm -hmm. that's a type of client, like someone to just be a presence in the room. There yeah. are people that lonely uh, where you're, you're there, you kiss them, you talk to them, you have an exchange, you clearly communicate like, this mm -hmm. is my time, so I need something for this. And like, like for me, uh, I, I think, when that happened, I tried to think about who that person could be mm -hmm. because I wasn't there to ask questions. I was, yeah. I was there. Um, 
And so what informs that type of person? And for a lot of people, it was someone alienated. I, I sort of imagined like that relationship. Uh, I, I wanted to make overtures to it, but it's clear that Edna is dead and Tom deeply misses her and tries to relieve, relive the past through other people. Yeah. He's aware he can't recreate it. Uh, Remy fucking hates Tom. Uh, being, but, a, but a lot of I think no, a lot I mean, of that, that is the that's a question in the book is Tom manipulative or is he genuinely does he genuinely love fully and that's sort of like um I mean another word that I would use to describe is the the tulpa like aspect how sometimes when you get um uh, you get filled with the ideas of what other people want you to be right and that mm-hmm. further increases your depersonalization but the thing about the thing about Tom is that yeah, the way he treats Felina is sort of fucked up in the book because it's like you're, you're trying to, this is a whole different person who you're trying to make somebody else. And that, that's sort of an act of assault in and of itself. But um, I tell you, the, the scene that I cry at in the book is not any of like the fucked up or depressing scenes, but the fucking Tom and Edna scene, you know, you're something oh, else. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. They uh, yeah, no, Tom... In this terrible world. Yeah, no, Tom is, is, I, I don't know, is as close, the, the, the aspirational thing is like, like, I, I hated a lot of clients. I, I try to pay, take people individually, but like with any job, like if, if you work at a car wash, mm-hmm. you know, what is the line from the matrix? Like, like Chevy, Ford, uh, uh, Geo Metro, whatever, mm-hmm. like, like there's an amount of emotional connection, but like. I, it, it almost sort of weirdly in parallel, like doing elder care was like, well, you get to you know about these people from the outside looking in or whatever, uh, and you get more intimate intimate knowledge in say elder care versus sex work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the core is like still intimacy. I'm I'm it's a blood pissing shit job. This person yeah. is going to hug me. They'll feel genuine genuine like love and affection, and I've got to be ready for that to fuck me up. I have to wipe the shit out of their asshole. Mm-hmm. I have to help them use the restroom and maintain dignity. Whereas mm-hmm. that job, uh, I, I would have to speculate and, <laughs> and I would have to kind of look at where I'm at, like kind of look for the exits. I have to think of someone in two completely different ways. And I have to think of what I need to do there. Yeah, and, you're never afraid of the elderly person is gonna kill you or not. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I know I'm gonna get like get hurt. There's like there are people with like actual death grip or whatever. Oh, yeah. that's intense. Uh, but it, I never thought like I was going to die. But like broken yeah. bones, etc. But like yeah, like Tom was trying me trying to resolve like uh, through through people uh, like. Like the thing at the the end, uh, spoiler alert here, uh, like like the offer or whatever, mm-hmm. like like you are stubborn, you don't have to love me. Uh, I I yeah, that's a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> well, well, no, the thing is maybe 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 doesn't understand how it sounds to someone else, yeah. but it's very hard to imagine. Uh, Tom's conversations with people that aren't Felina uh, as yeah. a reader. So, like, he seems old school. Like, it's him and his wife. Like, like 
like my point of reference, I, I sometimes think of this is, is like Tom in a weird way. It could be like, like bordering on an edible thing or edible thing. Yeah. Like Tom, uh, sort of being like, like a, like a sort of father stand in or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like, like, like this, this fam- not not familiar in the terms of familial, but like someone you you can look at and uh, move forward with. Like yeah, like the actual guy wasn't necessarily like that, but like affectionate. Uh, but like Tom is a few people. Tom's like I want to say three people. Yeah. But, uh, the the thing is like uh there's there's uh god there's there's a a a thing where i i've 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 seen i've seen like that sort of thing like actually play out to its conclusion yeah and like hell for me is is like ownership hell is yeah you go here I, it's why I, I don't do that sort of thing. I think if I ever, if it ever, if I got a wild hair up my ass to do sex work, like mm-hmm. it would be, it would be like a, like a, a not full service thing. It would be like a video thing. And even then it's like that whole scene is fucking crazy right now. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, 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 I mean, the thing about, the Tom character to, is like, there's, there's that sort of, uh, what, what it seems apparent is has that sort of mask instinct of like the thing that I really like it is when people feel safe with me. And mm-hmm. we get that with Ed Edna, because it's like, Oh yeah, I'm a trans woman in the seventies. I really want to feel fucking safe. You know, yeah. they're sort of made for each other in that way, but in a way that that doesn't translate to his, his relationships later, because, um, Selena has more agency or, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't have that desperate because, you know, even in the way that Edna is depicted in the flashbacks, there is this sense of being very scared. Whereas Felina is, is less scared. She's more uh, liable to live openly. Well, I think they, they, at their core though, the thing that unites Edna and Felina is like, uh, they operate from the same place. I, I know what I uh, am to people or whatever mm-hmm. so uh i'm still trying to work on this i'm not gonna get too personal but i'm a very guarded person mm-hmm. i'm i i initially was like much more open but it was just to like fuck with my emotional wiring and my ability to communicate with people it's like mm-hmm. bordering on exhibitionist mm-hmm. but it's not it's not sustainable and I would become very guard, guarded and like now it's more a matter of not trying to be who people expect me to be in my personal life. And I think I, you know, moving forward, uh, it's like who I will be in my professional life. Like I, I know people think of me as like a brusque person and like a <laughs> abrasive person, but I don't think that. I, I don't, think you say what's on your mind, and I think I, I like I like that. I know, but I don't want to be put in a box. I want to like have the work speak for itself, and ultimately, like, I don't think I have to dial back how I talk about things. But I I know doing things the way I have in the past uh, 
I, I, I make no apologies for a lot of the core places I come from, but I'm older and wiser now to the point where I don't have to dig in to do that. I don't, you know, I don't have to go apocalyptic. Like my, my life like imploded at some point, Mm -hmm. like, and it was small, but it was with like people I'd known for like 10 years, 15 years. And, and, and then like, you know, there there had been a death before and then a death after and it's like you have to have the presence of mind to not have a, a friend come to you and have a come to jesus moment you have to like work that out for yourself so mm-hmm. like like i think i think anything i do like if it if it depicts a a, a character like the new thing it's either going to be a dual narrative, a composite narrative, but uh, we we a, a a thing from this artist that mm-hmm. that made me excited for the new thing is that they they kind of came from a different place than Remy. I can say they're a watercolor artist. I can say. Uh, we're still in the talks for what it would look like. And we're going to work on smaller projects together. That's yeah. where the air quotes reveal can happen. But, uh, that's, yeah. that's like, like, I, I, I will always be very blessed for the pervert to be a, a foundational thing for me mm-hmm. and, and like what it men, means to people and what it continues to mean for people. But also like, I, I think, I think it reflected a sort of misanthropic time I was at, but I think the place I come from is still the same. It's yeah. just, you know, like how I, uh, how I go about it. I, I, you know, if you're the same pe- person you were five years ago, like you fucked up in some <laughs> significant <laughs> yeah, yeah. way, unless you're like a saint like figure. Yeah. Um, uh, play question. Yeah. Uh, can I go grab some coffee again real quick? You can absolutely grab it. I'll vamp real quick. I, I, uh, I edit these. Yeah. But I, I'll talk about my, some of my feelings of the book and why um, it, it resonated with me. Um, oh, you don't have to. You don't have to say for that. You can get your coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah no, the reason. No, the reason why I, I come back to this book, or why I think it is a, um, as I say, an epochal work uh, that is should be seen in extremely high regard and put within the comics canon next to. Oh, I guess the other. The other funny animal, it's not a funny animal thing, but the other, the other animal, uh, I said it was a funny animal thing, but the other animal book that has a direct precedent to this, of course, is also mouse, right? Uh, where, um, I mean, it, it depicts something different, but it uses these sort of, I, I guess the difference between mouse too, is that the Nazis are depicted as cats. They are depicted as these inherently antagonistic figures, whereas the antagonists in the pervert are, you know, they're, they're not, they're a little more neutrally rendered. Um, okay. So I will pull back the thing. Uh, I feel like I won't be, uh, uh, putting, putting Remy in a bad place here, but I would say, 
if there is a tell for like people we both universally hated, yeah, uh, they would be a human. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like anytime there's a, a sort of ambush or something mm -hmm. where there is a conflict, um, then we 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 it's not necessarily divided into good guys and bad guys but it's yeah. like it is a a stark marker for like um i want to say for me it's like the normative body in its relationship to you and then it feels like the animal people are are like are like the the characters that really are in conversation with one another that mm -hmm. the audience can focus on and and define as like principal people in this world. Yeah, I, I think the other reason why I was I, I was talking I was praising I was giving praise and I was, I was saying it's epochal as well mm. because it's also just such a great distillation of time and place of like all of this Tumblr stuff that happened. And mm -hmm. the thing with Tumblr are pretty widely varying quality of stuff that was on Tumblr, you know, but yes. even like the really bad stuff is on there. Like this book forms this like syncretic combination of all of it to really give that sense of time and place, which is why I think it's like this really good document of just, you know, how people were living in the, in the two thousands, you know, or the 2010s, I guess is when the time place this takes place in. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely it's definitely reflects like uh what we saw that we enjoyed um but not just that like um the 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 things we wanted to see and mm -hmm. what we wanted like people to be in conversation with if we wanted to say okay we don't have to be like snooty but like uh god wouldn't it be great if you could like take it serious on its face, but also uh, without infantilizing the audience, have uh, enough like emotional core to it where like someone can joke about like the worst shit like on earth happening or, mm -hmm. or, you know, come through the other side and like have a sense of humor about it. Like, like fighting inch by inch in a in a way that you know it makes sense like yeah it's how people actually react to stuff versus you know heightened beats for for storytelling don't get me wrong they like they're there oh, yeah. uh but for me it's like um the stuff i engaged with i mean not uh there there's um th this conversation remy and i had like, like so much of the apocryphal of, of this book is like lost to time. Mm -hmm. And it would be the DMs between me and Remy that are different than the email exchanges we've had and the email exchanges we had with Image, mm -hmm. uh, where Remy and I would like talk stuff through, uh, like decisions we wanted to make on the book. Many of them were born from Remy's frustration with me and my scripting process. <laughs> it was like I I love look I love pouring over Christopher McQuarrie scripts and and like fucking Simpsons episode scripts. Yeah, and like uh, Remy was frustrated by um, how artists never seem to get top billing, and so we worked out like how that would go for the book, which is why it's 
It's by Remy Boydell, directed yeah. by uh, Michelle uh, Michelle Perez. I I think I think if you wanted to have like a like a jokey, like if we have this conversation five or ten years from now, it could it could easily be seen as a bleak oblique reference. God, say that three times bleak to oblique. like to uh my life as directed by nicholas winding reffin <laughs> like, like, yeah. like that's that, that's like how intense that that specific point in time was for yeah. both of us making this thing like in our in our interpersonal lives and like how the world was and like this whole this whole like story that could sort of never really I'm working on figuring out the ins and outs of it, but there, it feels like there's a whole, whole insane backstory to how this was created that like on paper, it sounds like really, really insane and bleak. I yeah. can speak for my part in it, which was, I was shit faced like the whole time. I'm, re <laughs> I'm, rel I'm reliving the worst moments oh, no. of my life. Like it was originally a vice pitch. Yeah. And uh this was like when uh Lauren Monger's work and uh uh Christ. Oh god, does like Mega Hex Oh Christ, the name's escaping me. Simon Hanselman, thank you. Yeah. Uh <laughs> who appears in this book quite free. Uh, uh Meg Mog and Al Owl, Owl's in there, yeah. Owls in the Owls in the pervert. Mm-hmm. And like uh the 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 scene we were aiming for it, it got denied brandon graham like like basically uh we mentioned uh avb and jay bear had uh working on a a a comics blog called oh i i forget the name of it apologies to both of them but <laughs> it's all right um Brandon Graham had been in like a Twitter brouhaha with someone about like uh, transness and like maybe hiring someone to do an essay. And like, I guess for him, I, I can't uh, assume some sort of level of psychic connection, but I, if I had to guess like, okay, put up or shut up and like, let's put something like that in. And it's like, that was us in Island, the anthology mm -hmm. that precedes the original graphic novel. Like mm -hmm. the sweetheart deal Brandon got for a bunch of people that were in Island was like uh, a volume for like completed stuff. And if you have like something that can round out a, a thing, like technically all the books that spun out of uh, uh, Island were collections. Hmm. And it's why it's also why everything is in vignette format. And we continued vignette format after Island like was canceled and we got this thing done sliding in after its cancellation. Mm -hmm. No fucking way on earth that would ever happen again. We were at the right place at the worst time um, <laughs> and nothing but negative reception. Like, like it really? was a, it was a, uh, no, no, no. Uh, let me let me rephrase. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a, a series of right wing cycles that one was born from me being a loudish drunkard and or loudish <laughs> like 
very angry, more confrontational than I am now type of person. Uh, because like the people, the people that were like very contrary and evil mm -hmm. and like trying to get the book canceled beforehand, you know, not to put a too fine a point on it, but basically like subhuman rat people. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Fuck, fuck Jesus it. Christ. Um, you know, but, uh, I, I don't know who, who, who is that, uh, who is who's an example did ben mm. shapiro catch wind of it <laughs> oh no no it was it, it, it's like there was a specific type of person like i want to say five years ago it's much more out of vogue because uh youtube would algorithm basically everyone by the same metric so i think if these people are still around they hover around like the 32k to like yeah okay, 10K they're like YouTube comics views. have become too woke the wokeness guys like yeah. you know say wokeness three times and do a little dance yeah guys like it, that will persist just but but like that that type of person was someone where i i would just would get in my crawl not because i felt like i i was uh you know not supposed to be to, uh, uh, treated so poorly by these lesser mortals. It was more like, like just bigoted stuff and stuff that I think most, I don't know, air quotes, normal people would be kind of off put by, but like, uh, you know, it, it, it was like Marvel at its height, which people, mm. if you have a point of reference for this, that was never comic book movies, it'd be like the people that complain about Assassin's Creed, <laughs> uh, in video games yeah buy every copy of yeah, assassin's yeah. creed and they'll always have like the shelf behind them yeah. of all of their assassin's creed and and, and and all of this stuff and they define themselves by their uh consumer habits yeah welcome to eltingville people uh absolutely yeah and and like yeah no the i uh, uh the biggest name person was sort of the weirdest driver of sales yeah uh, Kurt Eichenwald. <laughs> um, David David Brothers asked me to do a uh, a op op ed. Uh, it was called "It Is Hard for Thee to Kick Against the Pricks," yeah. uh, where I I kind of talked about reactionary right wing circles and kind of how they loved cage they love cage deer enemies. They love to get someone in a state where they lock their account or they delete their account. They kept seeing it repeat over and over again. And I talked about that. I put people on blast. A guy sort of made a video and 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 talked about like, I don't know, World War Three should start and then let's send these, you know, air quotes, uh, whatever standard for LGBT people he had used or, or like people of color or anyone contrary to to this this sort of uh misanthropic a consumer first view of comics. It's, mm -hmm. it, they always feel that way about all art. Yeah. Like every, everything has to be like a really shitty uh, movie like Cobra. And I like, I love movies like Cobra. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking, like we basically have the same core taste, but you have to moralize it. It's yeah. so you make yourself into a baby man. And I, I had no respect for that type of person. I still don't, but yeah. like, like I like I just said, like on the timeline, it, like quote tweeting the video, like God, 
it's funny this guy's always talking about like war or whatever would have been really fucking funny if you know in a better world this guy just got blown in half by an ied and then he 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 <laughs> oh, I can't, literally I can't post that <laughs> he, did, he did the like the you know run to teacher thing yeah uh, always always talking about like woke scolds and stuff but at the same time can't operates. handle a little can't handle a little blowing up fantasy yeah yeah you're like you you're like you could call people basically a faggot all the time or like some sort of uh, hideous she male but like uh you 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 say something negative about someone that served in the service that defines themselves specifically about their job yeah like like i i don't think my life is de- defined by having been a sex worker or even by being a writer or yeah. even the pervert yeah. it's a big core part of me but i think my life is my my love and my collect connections and like Sure. My mistakes, the, the fucking awful things I've done. Yeah. Uh, but those people don't believe that. They believe no, that no. You, you, what I'm you are is uniform. a series of accomplishments. Yeah. You need to show me deference. Yeah. I did what you couldn't. And it's like, I did what you couldn't. <laughs> uh, you ever suck dick for food? You, you've <laughs> ever been there? And it's like, no, like, you don't know that. You've never, you've never not had a choice. Your whole life is choice. Yeah. And... Like that's that was where I was operating from. That's not communicated through. It would have been funny if you died. Yeah. And then then I went on because the, the deference thing kept happening. Kurt Eichenwald put that out there, and then uh, it was like the worst person on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Rubble Woman or Michelle <laughs> Perez. I don't care where you fall in the political spectrum. And then, you know, Fucking baby, oh my it's God. like really weird. Like Felix Biederman was like, like quote tweeting it. Uh, a friend that I've, I've since fallen out with, like, like basically helped whip up a bunch of people to, to post uh, the stories about like Kurt Eichenwald and the tentacle porn thing with his family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit before, but like yeah. there was all, all of these people like kept posting receipts of them pre-ordering the pervert and they're like eat shit dirt bike and wall oh they they, stuff like they that. you got kaepernick you got you, oh no yeah, no yeah no they were like it's funny what she said and then uh, i fell asleep while all of this happened uh <laughs> and then what happened next was the the guy that kurt eichenwald was speaking in favor of uh kurt eichenwald threatened to sue him after an argument after this guy like talked about the Kurt Eichenwald argument or the Kurt Eichenwald thing that he got a, I believe a Pulitzer nom for. Don't mm-hmm. quote me here. I know he's at least Pulitzer nommed, but it was a story about him doing a sex trafficking rescue thing. But during that process, mm-hmm. like Kurt Eichenwald on some technical level had, had bought uh, child sexual abuse material. All right. I, yeah. I, in I, order I, to investigate, you know, just in order like, to investigate like Townsend, just like pizza. <laughs> I, I brought this up, like talking about that. Like, you guys sure you want to put all your eggs in this basket? Yeah. And a lot of those people were thrown for a loop. And then those two, like, ships fucking crashed into one another. I got banned, like, a few, I want to say a year or so <laughs> later from that point or whatever. But, like, yeah. 
like the way out was through for me back then it was it it was me tripling down it's like you, you you think that's bad i think you know i would like to become a necromancer i would like to resurrect antony like antonin scalia and like mm-hmm. you know bring him back to life all flesh and blood and stuff and then with a wave of my hands just watch him fucking crumble into bones and stuff yeah. i was i was i just kept saying here's all the people who are dead that i think is funny are dead i I feel this way about all of you. I wish you were all dead. I wish you were all in a ditch. It got worse. It was like, uh, yeah. you know, millions of cops dead in a fucking trench. Well, I, I, get, I, just... I get, you know, I get so many fucking assholes on Twitter who I just want to say terrible things to. And, <laughs> and the amount of emotional energy it requires me to not take, you fucking die, you living ball of syphilitic pus. Yeah. You know, the amount of, like, it's that it's that tweet by the old double doink tweet it was like eventually someone who re- your replies will start talking like Sephiroth. But the problem yeah. is I want to talk like Sephiroth constantly. Like the, yeah. the, the, and the fact that I am limited in my capability because eventually you realize, okay, diminishing returns. I'm not getting anything out of this, but, but a yeah. horrible adrenaline shot. Yeah. yeah. They, the, people, my, my initial premises for thinking about that were like, you love cage deer. I'm a sicko. I've been to a place none of you have. Uh, I'm, I don't go around like in earnest, like being as anti, anti people, anti human experience as many of you like, mm-hmm. like, but that, that doesn't communicate it. Like, like that, that, that sort of high energy only mm-hmm. confrontational way uh is is not conducive to like uh a a life where you're completely happy and and you are you're in a good place it's the shit that gives you ulcers it's the shit that gives you cancer like yeah i can't just be defined by my opposition to this thing i my life has to be realized and so my life has to be like the defining thing that makes me happy. It, that can be a part of my life, but yeah. uh, like it can't wholly be my life. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not setting myself on fire. Like better people than me, but yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I have to, I have to, to pick and choose what I commit my time to, and like now it's, it's, you know, cultivating a community, uh, working on art more uplifting people and like being a substantive like person in in my scenes like uh like i i want i've i've encountered so many wonderful trans people that uplift one another and it Mm -hmm. it it like pressed buttons in me i didn't think could be pressed and the real true intimacy buttons the true true emotion buttons yeah, and like I said, it's not just like a monopoly we have on it uh, as trans people. Like for me, I it's I think it's a core human experience. Like like it's hard for me to like let myself go and like live in the moment and not be guarded because I have I've it's just ingrained to me. Like oh yeah, what is this person to me? Am I safe? Uh, but that's no way to live. Like yeah yeah, I do be. have to be I do have to be safe, but. If it's only looking over my shoulders, then what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, like, that's how Republicans think. 
that's right? How, it's, yeah, that's how intense. you can't. Yeah, that constant paranoia is just you know even if even if there is encroaching danger, living as if it's around you constantly is just going to give you that hot back of the neck feeling, that constant yeah. disturbed adrenaline shot. So it's like you got to find some way to manage it. Yeah, you know, talk about continuing into the future. I want to see that. That's the other thing about the perfect. What I also like about it is that it does very much feel like a first part to mm-hmm. something. Like it does feel like there is, some, and you know, why I'm excited to see a different artist um, is because I feel like because you're pretty different now from the person that's depicted uh, from your your alter ego character of Felina, and I. Uh, you know, Felina goes through so much in the pervert. See her, I want to see her have some more, some different, you know, some some more low stakes adventures in the future. You know, the the defunct project. Uh, I still need to reach out to those people about. Uh, I'd say this. Um, me and me and Remy have like, as far as I know, no animosity towards one another, but we we don't talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we share that IP together. And for the most part, like the Felina stuff, it mm-hmm. can be alluded to. Felina actually makes a cameo in Remy's uh, 920 London at the very end. Ah. Uh, but Remy is, as far as I know, is more focused on Cat with a gun and building out all of that. And however, that outcome and that output of work is. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, I got to say. Yeah, yeah, where it's it's a it's a different setting and it's a different like it's a whole different vibe and it it's not Remy is Remy like uh, why we gelled is we have a lot of sensibilities. We also like, you know, I I don't feel like I'm spilling beans or anything, but like we we are different people. Like conflicts arose from that, but oh, yeah. like like it's it's why the book is what it is, not that well, it's it was great a constant because, fight, but it was like, we're two different people. Well, also just two people with very, I, I mean, that's what's why it's a miracle. Cause usually when you have a collaboration between two incredibly strong personalities with two, like uh, very different views about what the art should be, it can be a fucking disaster. But sometimes that tension is what creates, what's what creates the spark, you know? It's what creates the thing that, makes a thing go from good to um, uniquely good, which is what yeah. I believe the pervert is. Like where we were in our lives and everything that was happening in the time in its context for a reader that like was jumping into it blind. So when Island and all of that stuff was happening, uh, it was basically like a lot of trans people like in the West and greater West, uh, the moral panic was like in its kindling stage. There was yeah. that 2013 or 2014 article, the trans tipping point with Laverne Cox on the cover. Uh. It was like, it was like, listen, you know, there were, there were people not being so cavalier in, in their hatefulness uh, like they were like say in the nineties, like everything was like a fag joke or a tranny joke or whatever. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like everything was great, but you could see, you could see people being, being less scared in their rhetoric and being affirmative and kind. And then around that time, 
there was a lot of cultural reaction and you had the MAGA movement, you had Trump and like Trump won and like we, we were coming out and doing all of this stuff and and like people people have very spirited and, and, and angry responses. Uh, and weirdly enough, around that same time in Tumblr, prior to the, the Christopher Rufo Manhattan Institute uh, conveyor belt, yeah. uh, a, 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 a thing of safetyism had taken hold in like Tumblr communities uh, with call out posts and stuff. Right, yeah. So to really punctuate one, and this is not to condemn people's premises, but uh, there was a tension between old heads in the trans community and younger people who are fiery and and maybe weren't as brusque as I was, but were were asserting themselves and like this is who we are. And there was like a disconnect uh, because a lot of those older people were like the advocate, the advocates, and people like like uh, in many cases like laid down their lives and stuff. But like there were trans people that were like, I don't want to be solely defined by like tranny as a slur or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't have the lens you have. I'm a transgender mm-hmm. woman or whatever. Or yeah. I'm a woman. Transgender uh, is is the normative body's word for my uh, political struggle being named right. in the world. Um, people who grew up with more political freedom, you know, uh, using that to define their identities to a more, uh, specific degree. Yes. And, uh, there, there, it's a subculture, uh, like when it comes to articulating stuff online and like certain types of posting and people got cult of personality and, and what this would become is people saying, well, okay, this person did this or that sexual assault. Yeah. And those instances were real. There were, there were, there were old head posters that had like done this stuff, and it was like, God, this is on us. This reflects our community. But we didn't. We were young. Like yeah. we didn't have the presence of mind to say, this is endemic to people. And yeah. if you look at the, if you look at the ratios of how many trans people there are in the world relative mm-hmm. to cis people, I'm not saying it excuses it, but. It fuels the moral panic now. The exception is the rule. Yeah. And so you'd have trans, uh, gay, like gender non-conforming people. They would start calling people that like always formed these cults of personality and would seek out the, the more impressionable mm-hmm. uh, people and they called them groomers. Oh so, no, no, don't do that. That's that's your your Well but but the thing is, do something for five years. Like yeah be in a workplace for five years. These, these, these patterns and these idiosyncrasies you have, you're known as that person, right? Mm-hmm. So the presence of mind uh, uh, for a lot of people was like um, trying to figure out talking this out without papering over it. And with a group of people, it's wrangling cats. Consensus, how that's formed, uh, it's how we, 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 we would put each other in boxes. We'd say you're tender queer. We, you, you, <laughs> you had all these soft sensibilities yeah. and you would never hurt a fly and you should never be hurt. And you can't hurt people if you follow these rules, mm-hmm. um, living life. You, if, if you're only so alienated that like 
your attachment to these issues is solely through that lens, like, like you can become a very alienated person. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, the whole time all of that's happening, you know, they have the same internet you and I have. The Manhattan Institute has maybe seven plus years of observing you in a fucking petri dish mm-hmm. and your sexual hangups, your your idiosyncrasies, <laughs> yeah. and your in-group signaling. Now, like I think earlier before we were recording, we, you, you and I were talking about my like job in a call center. Yeah. And I was talking a little bit about pattern recognition to you. Yeah. When it came to problems within trans community or gay or gender non-conforming groups of people, and the top word you heard all the time in those communities was groomer. What the fuck do you think people are going to use when they look for negative documented instances of your group to prove the exception is the rule? They will not just use your in-group signaling and your words against you. They will send someone that looks like you who shares your identity against you. This this is what we think of as like the heterodox sphere, like like. That's that's like we were at we were at the molten point where all of that is being formed uh, before where we are now. Yeah. Like it can be very, you know. I I've seen younger readers talk about it. I I have a a private lock Twitter that I do not share with people, uh, and I I am I'm not I'm I'm a human. I, I'm vain. I wrote a book because I wanted people to read it. I wanted. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 I, and, artists, you know, I deserve to be acknowledged. I am the one who yeah. has better ideas than most of the population. I, I don't get mad at them like for younger readers, but I, I understand where they're operating from. They're like, this is just like people sucking and fucking and yeah. being sad and crying. Yeah. And it's like, well, it may look like that. Uh, but this was, this was like, me at a low point, seeing everything I saw in the world, where I saw things moving, and and in terms of Remy, like I can't speak towards their premises, like in the first person, but like Remy was interested in like how we communicate the past, mm-hmm. like in many ways you see it in the images evoked like in in figures and in similar figures like mm-hmm. the the characters yeah. they look like very familiar cartoon characters yes. we we'll say yeah. but that that reflected like where they were at in their art prior to this and what attracted me to the collaboration mm-hmm. like thinking about the past and remy's heavy lifting being able to not come from my first person but to communicate not an idea but a feeling something that people in sports call the fucking intangibles or whatever something something i i i can't describe to you but i can yeah emotional the timbral quality in music it's what you call the timbre of an instrument yeah the 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 tone like the, the tone was the always syncratic quality of Remy's art. The uh, tone has to be yeah. like at the front end of it. And yeah. so like I wanted to communicate to someone uh, because they will be looking at it in different points in time. Uh, yeah. That's where we were all at. 
Um, and obviously, uh, am I happy about how everything is right now? Give a firm no, but also I've seen many principled people like, you know, do things. I, trans people like individually saving mm -hmm. my life and me trying to help them in kind and this this daisy chain of experience mm -hmm. uh like like where where uh we're looking back on it i i i think it had to happen the way it did and like i i think I think it's like why for a lot of people, why it will still sort of have that handed over a lot of people that buy this book, like they first pirated it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I would say great deal of cis people bought it. Like yeah. Yeah. I can look at the royalties or whatever, but like also like a lot of trans people swan diving below the poverty line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to, to be someone like, cause I came from the same thing. I pirated all of my shit and out of a sense of guilt, I would later buy it when I could afford it. Yeah. And for trans people, like it's an even smaller, like quotient, like that can afford that and like feel good about their budget for the week. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. There's a power sure. to that, that I want to be respectful of. Uh, and oh, yeah. it's like, I, I could things have went different. Sure. But I'm ultimately happy with the outcomes. Like I, uh, I, I think they've been, I mean, as evidenced by that post I made, like I, that post that I made got 10 K likes, um, <laughs> which is a recommendation post never gets that amount. So like, and clearly I had hit something where I think the book's been out for five, six years now. Mm, uh, I think technically it's like, Award noms were 2019, release was 2018, but like 2016 to 2017 is is Island. Okay, so yeah, it's been out. It's been out for a while now, and so if people have had a chance to uh, really get to know it and reappraise it, and people have discovered it over these past years, especially young trans people who like uh, when I recommended the book, and yeah, a bunch of like. 18 year old trans people were like, uh, Ooh, this looks, I've never read this. And then, you know, because it's a pretty short read too. You can read it in like four or five hours or something like that. And I think it's like 143 pages with like a, a, a series of prints and, and whatnot from Island features we have. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's, well, I, Remy drew. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it, uh, it, it gets it, <laughs> you know, it gets it, you know, so many things don't get it. And I, the most overused cliched word to describe the book, which is even in like the coffee on the back is honest, but Jesus Christ, is it honest? It's, mm -hmm. uh, and that is in, and I, I think this is the other thing too, that makes it popular and which makes it resonate with people is that we have such a blurring quality to everything and everything is so curated to like be the, uh, something that will hit every demographic. Um, in that there is actually now a purchase on authenticity, like actual, mm -hmm. if you can, the old joke, you know, honesty, if you can fake that you're in, but really it's like, what if you don't fake it? What if you actually just go ahead and try and do the work of, cause art is always dishonest, right? You're always, it's an illusion. It's a glamor. So mm -hmm. the imperfect way that you have to get to it is how do you convey something real 
through something that's inherently fantastical. And I think you've, you've done one of the best jobs anyone has ever done with the pervert, which is why everyone should pick it up if you mm -hmm. can afford it, uh, if you can't, uh, uh, pirate. Remy's okay with with pirating. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Go for uh, it. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess uh, Michelle, she, she's the author. She could say, but I, I think we've reached a, a good point to to end. And uh, mm -hmm. do you have any plugs? If you if you want to plug anything, uh, you know, I I have a Blue Sky account. I'm I'm not like I'm not wholly uh, free of the confrontational. Uh, bug but i feel like more it's it's not like trolling but i try to be jokey about it or whatever i have a blue sky account it's michelle perez or whatever um i am currently in the process of with carter monier and uh i believe stevie uh Nahomi, uh we are we're kind of switching up and moving to a point where carter won't be involved with the administrative duties but we'll be in a uh, capacity uh, uh, working at Disket Press. I'm, I've, I kind of came to Michigan to to work on that. Mm -hmm. uh, I have an artist. I'm going to be collaborating on two projects uh, um, that basically are going to proceed. The big plunge book, which mm -hmm. I I can name at a later date. Maybe maybe we could fucking drop it here not elbowing you too hard no no fucking... i would I, michelle i will i am i am a perez supporter i will <laughs> i will support anything perez i i am in your consider me a patron um and uh recently with phobia solara uh, it was at Wigglebird mailing club i'm gonna figure out a way i think likely i'll be able to sell through diskette of a a thing we did for Wigglebird mailing club called local wildlife and uh, uh, Katerina Gerbesa of Argentina and I have worked on uh, a, a, a sort of high fantasy snippet comic. I can maybe show you it later today. It's like completed or whatever, but like I, I kind of want to figure out a place for that to get printed, but uh, I'm trying to do things in bunches so that like I I I have a greater plan of kind of coming back in a big way. It's been many years, and I've kind of, I've kind of, I've kind of healed uh, a a lot of the pain and the trauma of like a, a lot of stuff that happened afterwards. And I I, mm -hmm. I I'm I'm you know trying to put out as much stuff as possible and also try to be at a place where I can have myself uh, in a spot where I, I hopefully, if things work out, uh, try to kind of open the, uh, the barriers that I think now uh, people feel very scared of with engagement. Yeah. Uh, like that's where I want to be with this kit. That's what I'm working on. We have like a meeting this Saturday. I'm excited about that. I've, I've got to figure out a bunch of stuff, but uh, the operative word would be uh, busy. I I think I think I will have a a new social media presence outside of Blue Sky, but it's gonna be people that aren't me, just so it can be about the work and not like me yelling <laughs> if, you, if you want that i'm on blue sky blue sky is open now yeah. but i'm i i have to i have to 
have decent boundaries and I have to set them for myself. So I'm nothing, nothing but work, 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 work in the next year. It's going to well, be crazy. When you, when you, well, and all these across this up, year, it's, I, I look forward to it immensely. <laughs> um, more, more Michelle Perez is always good. Michelle Perez. And thank you, thank you for being on the show so much. I, I uh, am so lucky to have the opportunity to, that we've known each other on Twitter for, for a while. And, uh, I was, I was very glad to finally read your book. Oh yeah. I ambushed uh, you in a Twitter space. It's uh, very funny. I, I, I barely, I, I don't, I don't remember anything, but that's cause I smoked too much pot, but, um, no, I mean, I just remember like, uh, you've been a supporter of my stuff for a while, which I, I makes me very happy because if someone like you likes my stuff, then there's hope for me yet. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, don't, you know, climb down off the cross. We can use the wood. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. No, but um, so yeah, I, I great talking to you. I'd love to talk again when your new stuff comes out. Of course, you have a place to talk about it here. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, have a wonderful day. You too. Take it easy. House of Decline is brought to you by members of our ten dollar Patreon tier. Big fan of noise. Share. Connor Lane. Constantine Bristow. Daniel Stern. Dr. Spichemin Zero. Fiat Lux. Height Concept. Jody Shen. Kevin Ott. Kimberly Latrune. Liz Heckmayer. Miles Forrester. Piscadoro. And Tor. Thank you for your support.